Welcome to Served Neat, hosted by your girl, Jen Hartman. I'm the CEO of Neat, a boutique PR and marketing agency based out of Louisville, Kentucky. I launched Neat in 2019 with just $3,000 in my bank account. Since then, I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of emerging brands and Fortune 500 empires. I believe that marketing and PR should be served neat, just like your favorite bourbon. On this podcast, you'll hear about the latest and greatest growth strategies, the ups and the downs of entrepreneurship, and so much more. Pour yourself a glass of your favorite bourbon because it's time to dive in to this week's episode. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Served Neat. This episode is going to be a little bit chaotic. It's going to be a bit all over the place, but I feel like I have a lot to share. Hang with me. A couple weeks ago, I was scrolling on TikTok and I came across a video of a woman who was talking about a masterclass that she signed up for. And I watched the entire TikTok. I thought that it was fake. I was like, there is no way that there is somebody out here teaching a masterclass class on this topic. I looked at this woman's Instagram and it was real life. It was not fake. It was not a hoax. Have you been searching for a solution to fix your poor eyesight without contacts, glasses, LASIK, eye doctors? Look no further. Samantha Lotus, a holistic coach, claims that you can heal your vision with her $11 masterclass. I mean, that sounds too good to be true. And in fact, it is. But here are the facts. Hundreds of people registered for this class. And I want to know, the people who signed up, did you think that an $11 masterclass was going to fix your vision? Or were you just genuinely curious? Samantha made a whopping $5,000 hairs. $5,000 hairs. That's a lot of doll hairs. So many people signed up for this. Just blows my mind. In the masterclass, she claimed that your eyesight can be fixed purely through things like eye yoga. That's right. Eye yoga, your diet, spiritual practices, and last but not least, rubbing essential oil around your eyes? Question mark, question mark, question mark. But not just any essential oil, specifically doTERRA. She had talked about doTERRA multiple times throughout the masterclass. What's interesting is this masterclass, it was a way to get people into her downline system. So at the end of her masterclass, she had made some sort of comment or request that if you're interested in buying doTERRA or you're interested in selling doTERRA, go ahead and email me to get started. In a class like this, I totally would have expected some sort of upsell into, I don't know, a group coaching program, a mastermind, a one-on-one session with her. Definitely not doTERRA. So there was a little plot twist in that masterclass. (laughs) A little surprise. I think what's so funny is before digital products were kind of a thing, people who were a part of MLMs used to throw parties. So you could go to like a doTERRA party or like, I don't know the skincare company, but you could go to like a skincare lotion party thing. Or they would just slide into your DMs. Your friends from high school who you haven't seen in 10 or 15 years would slide in and be like, hey girl, want a chance to make some extra money? Like what happened to this? 
No, it's evolved. Now we have masterclasses that teach you how to heal your eyesight with essential oil. I just feel like there's quite a bit to unpack here. Something that comes to mind is, well, is this even legal? Is it ethical? I don't have the answers, but she's not a medical doctor. She's a holistic coach. She doesn't have the credentials to be giving out advice like this. One of our former clients is actually a licensed aromatherapist, and she had DM'd me and told me that you're not even supposed to put essential oils anywhere near your eyes as it can be really dangerous. So I feel like this is just a lawsuit waiting to happen. This is not going to go well. And then my other train of thought was the same person who pays $11 to learn how to ditch their glasses probably is not the same person who is signing up to sell doTERRA. I don't really see the connection from healing your vision to, oh, I'm going to go and sell doTERRA now. They're not the same people. I would love to see a conversion rate from her class. I can't imagine that it would be too high. Okay, so that's like my crazy story about a digital product that I came across. Let me know what you guys think. Are you on board with it? Are you not on board? Slide into our DMs on Instagram to let us know why or why not. Okay, we're going in a new direction. Come with me on this chaotic journey of a podcast episode. The Nate team recently attended Startup Week here in Louisville, Kentucky, and I had so much fun. One, it was just good to squeeze our team members in real life. We laughed, we made good connections, we drank maybe a little too much. And we just had a good time. I love our team. So any chance I get to see them in person, it just makes me so happy. In case you were not at Startup Week, it consisted of hundreds of founders, investors, and creatives. It was a three-day event here in Louisville, and you had the opportunity to learn and network, collaborate, and just have a good time. It was by far my favorite event that I've ever been to. There were just so many genuine conversations that happened at the event. We had the chance to talk to startup founders and VCs, and we've been having some great follow-up conversations throughout this week, and I know we have some scheduled for next week. So I'm really excited to see what comes of this in terms of sales. So stay tuned. I actually had all of these talks planned at the event that I wanted to go to that I was super stoked about, but I found myself stuck in conversation after conversation that I only attended three talks out of like, I don't know, 50 talks that were going on during that week, which is crazy. Every time I looked over at other team members at our table, they were all talking to other people too. By the end of each day, I was exhausted. I'm definitely a people person, but after that week, oof, I was crushed. Thursday, I'm pretty sure I slept in until like 11 in the morning. So out of the talks I did actually attend, there were two takeaways that I wanted to share. One was that the people who are actually following that process should be the one or ones to create it. They should be the ones creating the SOPs. Typically, our COO and myself are the ones creating SOPs, but we are very rarely the ones who are implementing. So that doesn't even make sense. The way that myself or my COO would do something is not the way that other people on our team would tackle that assignment. So that was a really good takeaway and something that I can see us changing moving forward. The other pretty big takeaway I had was customer experience. I can't remember who it was. I think it was the CEO of the company that puts on Louder Than Life, Bourbon and Beyond, and a hundred plus other music festivals. <laughs> they do quite a bit. 
in terms of music festivals, but I think it was their COO who had talked about customer experience and he had said something about how customers remember their first interaction with you. So it got me thinking about, well, how can I improve our own customer experience over here at Need? If our clients are remembering their first touch point when they sign with us as a company, how can we make that first interaction that much better? Maybe it's better instruction videos on how to join Slack or how to approve content or pitches. Maybe it's improving our onboarding experience with better instruction videos or Maybe we shorten our intake form and make it easier to complete. But I just thought that was such an interesting point that customers are remembering that and they're judging you based on that initial first interaction. So for them, they had used the example of entering the festival and standing in lines. If somebody has to stand in line for 20 minutes, they are kicking off the entire event grumpy. They're not super happy. They're tired. Their legs hurt. They're irritated. And that's what they're remembering from the event, whether you like it or not. So how can you streamline? How can you make things easier, better, more interactive, faster right off the bat? So that was a good one. I really liked that talk, but those were the two massive takeaways was SOPs, having people who actually execute on that process or that task, they need to be the ones creating that SOP. And then two, how can you improve your customer experience from the get-go? Because that is what customers or clients are remembering. We had a table at the event and in exchange, we wrote and distributed a few press releases for Startup Week. And it actually ended up being a really great swap. I see people in the online space all the time time talk about like don't swap services da, 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 da. we are so open to swapping services if we feel like it's an even value exchange we are totally open for it and i don't think that you should be so up on your high horse that you're not open to swapping services with somebody else i think it's a great opportunity to well one like save money but to create great relationships and potentially even get referrals from that swap not against the swap and neither should you we set up our table right near the entrance. So people who were attending the event were just forced to walk by us. And of course, we had conversations as people were walking by. And we also had swag that we were giving out at the table. But y'all know me, I didn't want just like pens or pads of paper or water bottles. I wanted to give away stuff that people would actually use and talk about. So we had bottles of Jim Beam, mini bottles of Jim Beam, not like the big ones. And we added a tag on the bottle of Jim Beam that said antisocial anxiety juice because a lot of us are a little bit anxious at events. It can be a little bit intimidating. And we hope that people would pick these up and one laugh, right? I just thought that was so funny. And then because it was funny, we figured that they would snap a picture and share on social media. We also were going into the rooms in between talks and just passing out the bottle. So more people had our information on the back of the tag. There was a QR code that took people to our website as well. The event was in Louisville, Kentucky. We are the bourbon capital of the world. People love bourbon. So I knew that it was going to be a total hit. Consumers. 
consumables are just a really great idea at events. People are hungry, they're thirsty, they're anxious. People are obviously going to consume the food or the drink that you're passing out, and it's not going to go to waste. Now, I will say the Jim Beam was a bit more expensive than other consumables out there. I believe we paid a dollar per bottle and we got 500 bottles. So we paid $500 plus the tags and plus like time that my assistant spent tagging 500 bottles herself. So it was definitely, I would say like a little bit more expensive in terms of swag, but totally worth it in my opinion. I spoke at Startup Week, which was so much fun. The topic I talked about was trendy to trending, how to craft a media pitch that makes headlines. Leading up to the event, I worked with a speaking coach, which I cannot recommend. If anybody wants the name of my speaking coach, I'm happy to share. Just again, send us a DM on Instagram. This was so helpful to just have a professional who is able to guide me, to help me structure the speech itself. I really had no idea how to structure a talk like this. And I was also a featured speaker at the event. The other featured speakers were just a bigger deal than I was. So I was already feeling imposter syndrome. Like one of the featured speakers was the founder of MapQuest, a billion dollar company. <laughs> So just looking at the future speakers, I was like, I'm too young to be here. I'm too poor to be here. And having someone to help me craft a really compelling speech and work with me the month leading up to Startup Week just made such a big difference for me, especially with my confidence. So that was great. 10 out of 10 recommend working at the speaking coach before you speak on stage. I recommend starting out with a story if you can, but starting with a story can help people relate to you. It can be a great way to introduce your topic. And for mine, it just made people laugh. I started my talk with a picture of me from high school with thin eyebrows. And I essentially spent the first five minutes talking about how in high school, it was really cool to have thin eyebrows. And I spent all four years waxing my eyebrows to death. And every time I waxed them, I would bleed and scab over because fun fact, acne medication and hot wax don't mix. It makes your skin incredibly sensitive. Something that I just didn't know at the time. But nonetheless, I would wax my eyebrows every six to eight weeks and like just inflict torture on my poor face. <laughs> so anyways, that's how I started my entire presentation. Just a super embarrassing picture of myself with like no eyebrows telling the story and just talking about how our entire lives we do whatever it takes to fit in and then transitioning to talk about how even when we start a business, we're still trying to figure out, well, what are competitors doing? What does their website look like? What does their marketing look like? It's really hard to stand out when you start a business because you're conditioned to fit in your entire life. So that's how I started. And the story made people laugh. It helped to humanize me. And yeah, I can't recommend starting with a story enough. Even if it is embarrassing, it's just made people laugh. So recommend that one. And then the other thing I recommend doing is just practicing nonstop. I was at the point where I no longer needed a PowerPoint to even get through my presentation because I had been practicing every single day for weeks on end. And I wanted to get to that point too, because what would have happened if the PowerPoint wasn't working and I just had to like freestyle? I wanted to be super, super prepared and I'm glad I was. The other tip I recommend or would recommend is to just slow 
down when you are speaking. And also pauses are really powerful. There were a couple of times when I took a pause because I wanted the information to really sink in or I wanted people to laugh or whatever it may be. So pauses can be incredibly powerful, but even just slowing down as you are talking on stage, it allows you to take a second to think about what you're saying next. It allows you to avoid fillers. If you're talking fast, you're likely going to say words like, um, and that doesn't sound super professional. So it allows you to just sound super profesh. The other recommendation, and this came from my speaking coach, but I want to share it with you guys too. If you have a PowerPoint for your presentation, you should definitely have a QR code on the last slide that takes people to some sort of lead magnet so you can build your email list. So that was a great recommendation from my speaking coach. Wanted to share with you guys too because it's a goodie. The other thing I wanted to share going into the event, we had a budget in mind, but I really didn't know what was realistic for the event itself. So again, we swapped services. So there wasn't any kind of pay on top of that. But we did spend a roughly $2,000 on setting up for the event. So having a cover for the table, having a banner, goodies, swag to give away, collateral on our table, flying team members in, paying for hotels, paying for food. I think we landed around $2,000. So events can be pretty expensive, but... Even just one client for us, we would make a pretty significant return on our investment, even just with one client. With a quarter of a client, it would be a pretty good ROI. So I'll keep you guys up to date on what ends up happening in terms of signing clients, but I do feel like it was a really good opportunity for us. So again, stay tuned. Okay, moving on. We announced our product at Startup Week, which was so beneficial for us because people were able to give us real-time feedback and we were just able to create a lot of excitement about it. So that was our soft launch for the product. We posted about it on our Instagram stories. I talked about it on LinkedIn and we've just gotten so many questions and so much feedback about it and I'm stoked. Our goal is to launch this by mid-October. Yes, that's an aggressive goal, but we have an incredible designer. Shout out, Brian. You're awesome. And a copywriter, Katie, we love you too, who have been working side by side with us to get this product done and out the door. We're currently in the process of adding two additional categories to the deck, which, oh my gosh, I realized I didn't even talk about like what the deck is or anything in this podcast. So if you don't follow us on social or haven't been keeping up, whatever it may be, we are launching a PR power play deck. It is a three and a half by five and a half card deck. It's front and back. It is essentially all of our agencies, tips, tricks, methodologies, strategies, secrets to getting visibility for your business. So the card deck is going to have six different categories. It'll have a front and back side, but the categories will include things like influencer marketing, media pitching, podcast interviews, brand partnerships. It's going to be juicy, but we are going to be opening up a wait list very shortly. So if you're on the wait list, you will get 10% off when we go live. 
And I know that when we order the deck, we're going to have limited quantities to start just to see how it does. We don't want to like over order product. <laughs> it's been a really interesting process, I will say. From finding a manufacturer to getting samples to getting more samples and more samples. And even the initial MVP that we got and brought to Startup Week, I am not super stoked about the quality. We really want cards that are a bit thicker because you're going to be flipping through these. You want the quality to be just high quality. So they need to be thicker. They need to be matte. The box is going to be a two-piece box where the lid actually fully pops off. It's going to be thick. The product is going to be around $100. So we want the look and the feel of the product to reflect the price point. So there are some more changes to be made to the product, but I am glad that we brought it to Startup Week and we were able to just gauge some initial reactions and have some beginning conversations around it. But I'm excited. This is a bit different. I know that it's not typical for a an agency to launch physical product, but this is going to be a great way for people to discover us. It's going to make our agency brains a lot more accessible and there is just nothing else out there that is like this. So I'm super excited for this to go to market. Again, I'm hoping by October 15th, but stay tuned. I will be sharing updates on our socials. I hope you guys enjoyed this very chaotic episode. I realized that there was absolutely no flow to it at all, but I haven't actually recorded a podcast in a few weeks. So I had so many updates to share with y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, rate and review five stars only. Anything less, get out of here. And feel free to share it to your Instagram stories. Tag us, neat underscore the agency, and we'll reshare it to our stories. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Served Neat. I hope you enjoyed listening and found some tasty nuggets of marketing wisdom to help you take your brand to the next level. Remember, just like a perfectly crafted cocktail, marketing is all about finding the right balance and serving it up with a splash of creativity. So keep building, keep refining, and keep serving up your brand with style. And if you're thirsty for more insights, follow us on Instagram at Nate underscore the agency for even more marketing tips and tricks. Be sure to subscribe and join us for our next episode of Served Nate. Until then, cheers.